Amen. Let's continue standing in the presence of the Lord as we pray. Father, we worship and adore you, Lord. Thank you for bringing us in this place together, Lord, to once more, O oh God, learn about how wonderful your work is in our lives, Father. Tonight, today, O oh Lord, we pray, God, that you continue to open our minds, Lord, continue to give us teachable hearts, Lord, that whatever we receive, O oh Lord, shall really, God, do its purpose in our hearts, Lord, to change us, Lord, to love you more than anything else in this world, O oh Father. And I declare upon this place, O oh Lord, this is sealed by your blood, O oh Lord. No works of the enemy shall be upon this place, O oh Lord. No ain't nothing, Lord, no forms of distraction, God, shall ever disturb anyone in this place, Lord. For we shall receive a valuable truth to die today, Lord God. Father, even I pray, Lord, cover me at your back, Lord. Let your glory be shown, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's all give God a clap of praise as we sit down. Amen. Are you happy today? Amen. Are you seriously happy today? Amen. Are you sure that you're happy today? Amen. Amen. Again, take a look at your at your seatmate. If that seatmate is looking happy, does he look happy? Does she look happy? Amen. If you're in church, you should be happy. Amen. Amen. So right now, it's time for us to learn. It's time for us right now to listen. So this is going to be the best time for you to keep quiet because you will listen. Amen. But this is also not going to be the best time for you to sleep. Will you give the person next to you the authority to wake you up just in case you feel sleepy? Shake him as if it's the end of the world so that you wake up. Amen? So we would be awake today. Amen? So let me just discuss to you a topic that is somehow very critical. It's a very um, important topic that not much people would like to discuss. But I think we should discuss, and I believe there are things that we should discuss. Because it's like this. Once you know the works of the enemy, you will know how to fight off. Amen? Amen. Have you tried having like, we will be having our family day on December 2. There will be cheering competition. Amen? Amen. Have, you, have you tried having cheering competition in high school? And you would begin to look at the other team, what they're doing, what they're what their tricks are, what their techniques are going to be. Because you would want to know so that you would know how to fight them. Amen? Amen. And so right now, we shall know of one of the works of the enemy. We should be identifying that so that we know how to battle it off. What am I saying about? It's about the topic of... Can you get all together? We will be talking the topic about idolatry. Have we heard the word idolatry before? Do we know what idolatry is all about? Let me begin this topic with asking you one thing. And I dare you to answer it in a very honest way. You're in church, don't lie. Amen? The question goes like this. What is that certain something or someone if one day that one thing or that someone gets lost from your life, your life will start to collapse. What is that one thing? That one day you wake up, you don't have that anymore. And then you would tell yourself, I don't want to leave anymore. You would say, hashtag, finish now. You would say, 
What is that something in your heart? I believe there's always that something or someone in your life right now that if you begin to lose that, all hells will break loose. You would get become panicky. You would start to cry. You would be so devastated. Why it got lost? You have the answer already? You have the answer already? Honest answer? Tell your secret your answer. Joke. You know in your heart what's the answer. You know what the Bible calls that? The Bible calls that the idol of your life. Whatever the answer is to that question, to that something that when you lose it, you break, that's an idol. Because sometimes we think idols are those things, those graven images, those wooden sculptures, those figures. But idol really is that certain something in your life that you hold on very dearly, very, very importantly, that your life matters to it. Question, what is your idol? American idol. What is your idol in life? Amen? Let's now see how, what does idolatry really mean? According to Webster, idolatry is the worship of a physical object as a god or a moderate attachment or devotion to something. Idolatry is about something giving the best of your time. This something that consumes too much of your time, your effort, your energy, your passion, that's your idol. And I love how Tim Keller defined what idolatry is. Can we read all together? that you can tell to yourself, if I just have that, I'd be complete. If I can just get this, I would be the happiest man in the whole wide world. Idolatry could sometimes be, if I just get that job, that's my life's purpose. Some would even say, if she would just say yes, you made me feel complete. That's an idol. It's not just about praying to wood, praying to stones. It's about giving something the capacity to define what your life is all about. Sometimes there are things that are more than God. It says here, it's you're seeking to give it to you what only God can give. Little do we know. We could say, Pastor, I'm a Christian. I don't pray to idols anymore. Before me, but not now. But God is clearly saying, hey, you have a very shallow definition of what idolatry is. Because idolatry, more than anything, is about what your heart really is for. Amen? 
Sometimes your ideal man became your idol. Sometimes your dream house became your idol. Sometimes your bank account becomes your idol. That when your bank account is okay, I'm walking on sunshine. But then it begins to be, it begins to become deficit. It's the end of the world. What is this idol in your life? Amen? Are we getting it? Amen. It says here, idol is anything more fundamental than God to your happiness. It gives meaning to your life. It gives you identity. It gives you self-worth. It gives you value. Sometimes your face is your God. As long as you look good, wig filter, I feel good and I feel okay. Don't, take, don't even take photos of me. The just woke up look, the original one. Because my identity depends on that. So right now, I believe God is telling us what those idols are. It also says here, the, the, the passage that we read, it, if, if, I may, if I may just retell, there were prophets. You know what prophets are, yeah? They were listening to God. And they were hearing God. And, and Ezekiel said, there were prophets who came before me. They were waiting for the Lord. But the Lord said, Ezekiel, wait. They may be waiting for me. They may be sitting down. But I know what's in their hearts. And I see idols. They may be sitting down here. You may pretend listening. You may have made up your makeup clothes to come to church. But here's the great news. Nothing can be hidden from the Lord. Amen. And then, God begins to tell Ezekiel, will I, really, will I really let them inquire of me? It was like, will I really talk to them? Because I can't. And I won't. So sometimes, that's the reason why sometimes you're in church, but you go home empty. You're in church, you're singing the songs, you're okay. You're wondering why other people are crying and it didn't hit you. Amen. Many people are aiming and are raising their hands and you're all like this. I don't understand anything. Why, Pastor? Because maybe, just maybe, God said here, I cannot talk to them because I see their hearts and they have set up idols in it. You're not bringing here sculptures. Just forgive me, just like what the other building, just what the other room has now at this very moment. We're talking about idolatry while the gods are celebrated just on the other room. But more than that, what's in the heart? What gives you meaning? In, in Philippines, there's this commercial that says, Para ka ni mukha Amen? If you answer that question, that's your God. Whatever your answer is, who are you waking up for? Are you waking up for so that just money could come into bank account? Are you just waking up because your cute office mate is going to work? Maybe that's becoming your idol. Amen? It says here, 
They were sitting there. God was seeing what's inside their hearts. And you can never mock a God. You can never lie to God. You may lie to the person next to you. You may feel like the goody-goody person and he looks at you. He may hear the hallelujah. But God sees more than what's here. God sees what's here. Because the word of the Lord says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Imagine like this. You're sitting down here. Let's do it in a cartoon way. You see those balloons in the cartoons to tell you what they're thinking about? Just imagine right now, God is looking at all of us sitting. But He actually sees an x-ray of what you're really thinking about today. Maybe some even are thinking, so where's the sale later? Or some even are thinking, so what should I think? Where will I go next? We can never mock God. God is asking for a few hours. But then we're sitting down here, but you're not really there. Have you been with someone who's physically there, but not really there? And sometimes it's bothersome, yeah? You're talking to that person, it's a very long story, and then, blah, 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 and she's ah, okay, uh-huh. And then you, so what's your opinion? Amen. God is talking. God is ministering. And then you're like, uh, You may be raising your hands just here. Then we stop in your feet just a little bit. But there's really something more in the heart. Amen. So it says you, we cannot hide anything from the Lord. Amen. Tell the person next to you, you cannot hide. Because the word of the Lord says, here, he discerns the heart. It says here, we may be in God's house, but not in God's heart. You may be in church, but not in His heart. Amen? You may really be in church, but God really doesn't see because he sees idolatry instead of you giving your heart out to Jesus. Amen. And God hates idolatry so much. Amen. When God looks at your heart right now, what will he see? When God looks at your heart right now, you don't, you, you, it's not, it's okay for you not to say what, what God would see, but you know what God would see. Let me tell you a story how the prophets came here. Before, the prophets, the, the, the Israelites, before the Babylonians captured them, they used to have idols. The literal idols. They have wooden images, they have, they have stones, they would pray to them. But then, when the moment that the Babylonians captured them, they were so panicky, they were starting to run, they did not bring their idols, they just brought their clothes. They may not have brought the idols, but the idols remain in their hearts. Amen. They may not have brought the idols, maybe, at that time, they were also lighting up candles to their idols. Have you seen people lighting up their candles to the idols? I just have a question. Shouldn't it be that God would light us up rather than us lighting up God? Brown Amen. Shouldn't it be? 
Why would we light up candles, put them in the idols, and tell them because they're representation of God? Why don't they have a light? Because as for me, I know it will be God who will light up my life, not me lighting Him up. Amen. 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 Maybe there were those people who were carrying their idols, parading them. And then let me ask, shouldn't it be that God would lift us up, not us who would lift Him up? Amen. 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 Why are you lifting up the God who will lift they were putting food. Can they really eat? <laughs> will they really eat? Because as far as I know, it will be my God who will provide. Don't switch places with God. Lord, I will light up candle. Maybe it's dark. God is light Himself. However God is, there will be light. Amen. Amen. So again, these people, they, they left their idols because they were running. But they, even though they have left their idols, the idols of the heart remained. It didn't really go. There are just things that is just too hard to let go. Amen? Those things that I really don't like it anymore, but I cannot say no. Amen? Am I talking sense here? Amen. Whenever I preach topic like this, you become so quiet like a church. Amen? Remember the first commandment that says, You shall have no other gods before me. Because your God is a jealous God. Amen? He will not share His glory with others. Pumangin here, you have a love partner. Right? Oh, here you have a life partner, love partner. Do you really want to share? Oh, no, of course not. Amen. I love you, but I also love her. That's why we can never sing the song, Sana Dalawa Ang Puso Ko. There are many things in life that comes in pairs, but not the heart. Have you noticed? You will have two ears, two eyes, two holes in the nose. Two lobes of the brain. You have two lungs, two kidneys, two hands, two feet, but one heart. Amen. Because when you love, it should only be for that someone. There are things that you cannot share. Amen. In the mood, you cannot share your heart. I have a big heart, Pastor. I can accommodate two. I have so much love, Pastor. I can give so much. But God is a jealous God. Amen? Amen. But God is not an envious God. So what's the difference between a jealous God and an envious God? A jealous God is having that, that sense of ownership over something that he owns. An envious God will have a sense of ownership over something he does not own. Because God owns you. He would be so jealous seeing you giving your time more to others than him. Amen? Amen? Even some other girls, na like lang ng lalaki. Bakit mo like? Amen? Why did you click like on her picture? She's more beautiful than me. It's just like... Amen. 
we we are created in that language of God because also God has that sense of jealousy that in others you would be so excited, but in church you would be so just like this. When you're singing in the video key, <coughs> you would know the number five four three five, <laughs> and you would say, ah, and then but, but for the Lord. place in your heart. I want it all or nothing. Yeah. I want it all. Your heart should be mine. Amen. So it says here, it is not wrong when people possess riches. It is wrong when riches possess people. Sometimes being possessed is not a Sometimes being possessed is when this becomes the influence over your life. When you're happy, you have money. When you have money, you're happy. Ooh. When you don't have money, don't dare talk to me. It begins to possess you. You should command money, not money commanding you. Amen. Your tithes is being commanded by your money. Hey, come on, you don't have food, be practical. Don't give right now, God will understand. You should tell me to shut up, I'm the boss, not you. Boss your money, don't let your money boss. Amen. 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 And when you think about sin, because idolatry is a sin, amen? amen. When you think about sin, what, does, what, what is sin all about? Sometimes people would think sin is just about Adultery, killing, stealing, that's sin, Pastor, very clear sin, lying. But you know what? There's this one theologian who actually looked at it and he says here, Sin, you know what sin is about? Listen to this. Sin is about disordered love. The root of sin is disordered love. A love out of order. When you begin to love something first, when it's supposed to be loved a second, when you love something should be second, but you loved it third, that's when sin comes in. Let me give you, let me give you an example. Is it right for you to love your job? Hello? Is it right for you to love your job? Yes. Yes, because it's your job. Is it right for you to love your family? Yes. Yes, of course. But is it right for you to love your job more than your family? No. That's his ordered love. That sometimes, have you seen people doing child sacrifice? In the fire, Pastor, But there are people, because out of their love for their job, they're doing child sacrifice. They have more time for their work and for their family. That when the child begins to grow, he becomes so bitter, he hates you so much. Disorder. Amen. Because the things that you idolize are not really technically bad. They're good. Money is not evil in itself. 
The love of money is evil, not money in itself. So we therefore can conclude that when your love is disordered, that's sin. Amen? Amen. Amen. You just love the funny preaching, huh? You don't love the real talk preaching, huh? Amen. Amen. Loving God first. Don't have a disordered love. I know you love your boyfriend so much, but don't allow it to be disordered love. And then you would begin to sing in Tagalog, Sinasamba kita. Amen. In English, I worship you. That for to your boyfriend, you can tell, you know what, you're so shit. And when you start praying to God, okay, lead the prayer. Don't stop it my time. Isn't that disordered love? Amen. Disorder love, sin, sin, idolatry. Don't disorder your love. Amen? It even says here. Can you read? We sang a while ago, I was made to worship. Do you believe that there's no such thing as atheism? They said atheism exists. The moment you don't have any gods, you don't have any religion and atheist. But do you believe that there's no really such thing as not worshipping? Because God created everyone. It is your nature to worship. It's like this. It's your nature to breathe. Do you need to think, should I breathe later or not? Let me try not. Five minutes, you're blue. It's your nature. It's natural. Men, People, it's, na- it's natural for you to worship. But the only option that you have is not whether I worship or not. The only option that you have is who will I worship? What will I worship? Because it says here, it is our nature to worship. If we do not worship our living God, we will worship something less. If your worship is not given to God, it may be given to the car. I love my car so much. You begin to worship it and post it in Facebook with all those hashtags. You begin to worship your work. You begin to worship your bank accounts. You begin to worship your partners. Because it's natural for you to worship. The devil would, what the devil would like to do is to divert that worship to something else aside from God. Amen? If you will not worship God, what will you worship? Amen. So now let's see, what are these idols that we have in our life? Are you ready to know some? Yes. Let's do a checklist later on. Let's compare scores. Number one, it may not be there. Relationships. Why are you going into a relationship? Why do you want to be in a relationship? It says here, because people want to experience how to be loved, how to be appreciated, how to be cared for, that the moment you wake up, there's a, good morning, honey bunch. And then your eyes will turn, heart, heart, heart. I want that. There's this song, somebody, I want somebody to share. Share the rest of my life. Share my innermost being. Know my intimate details. Pastor, that's what I want. Someone who will love me as me. Someone who will not look at my flaws. And someone who will see a bright future with me. 
Saul? That's why I need a girlfriend. That's why I need a boyfriend, Pastor. Don't you need God first? Because God can just give you that. God will love you without asking for anything in return. Amen. God sent His Son for you because of His love. Don't you need God first? Amen. You know what's going to happen if you meet relationships as your God? You would begin to make that boyfriend. He's, he's your demon in my life. You will always sing. My inspiration. Because he loves me, Pastor. Let me tell you this. There's a good news. It's not always honeymoon. It's the nature of a person to fail. Amen. No matter how good the person is, he would fail. Amen. And because you elevated that lover from being a good thing to being a God thing, and that person began to fail, you collapse. One day, he would tell you, I need space. It's not you, it's me. I need time. It's not you. It's me. Preaching, brother, preaching. And you know what happens? You don't want to eat anymore. You don't want to breathe anymore. You don't want to live anymore because you made that person to become your God. Amen. Amen. Your sense of happiness cannot come just from that person. Your sense of happiness will come from God and it will never run Because the moment you say, before I was having students, Pastor, I don't want to live anymore. Why? Because he left me, Pastor. How, how, how long were you together? Eight months. <laughs> I can't leave, Pastor. How old are you? 18. <laughs> Explain to me. How are you able to live from 0 year old until 17 without him? And now you cannot live anymore. <laughs> Does he hold the oxygen tank of your lungs? Don't create someone as your God. People will leave. People may leave, but God will never leave. So you don't make your relationships as God. I'm not telling you to hate your partners. Of course, you love your partners, but second to God. Second to God. Amen. Relationships, it says here, why we fall in love? Because we want to get rid of the feeling of nothingness. That you would, I would always hear this. Finally, somebody appreciated me. Finally, now I can know why I live. There's this super exaggerated wedding vows. The moment I met you, I found the meaning of my life. <laughs> so you were meaningless all this time. You complete me. So you were walking along, feeling so incomplete. When that person leaves, I'm incomplete again. <laughs> Allow God to be your completeness. God should be your only God. Amen. Possession or wealth. Remember the youth of each young ruler? Lord, I want to follow you. I want to serve you. Lord, I want to honor you. What should I do? You should do these commandments. And then the rich young ruler began to say, Check, check, check. And God, Jesus began to tell him, Now sell your possessions and give them to the poor. Uh oh. You know what happened? He left sad. 
his possession stopped him from following God. Because he was thinking more of his possession about more than God. Amen. Possession, that's the God of Mammon. It says here, For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. You're working your best. You're doing your best. You're saving it up. Suddenly you died. And then what? And then you went to heaven. You were starting to withdraw from your bank account in heaven. When you put your card, insufficient amount. <laughs> because I was just depositing here, not there. Amen. Because I was loving money here and there. But always remember this. You have forever there. Amen. Have you started saving? Pastor, I'm having insurance here, Pastor. What matter? No insurance can save you. No insurance can extend your life. When you're dead, you're dead. Amen. But when you're saving to heaven that you know that's my permanent home, Don't allow your money to rule you, to be your God. Amen? That's why people elevate um, their money towards God. It even says here, can you read this all together? Those who have money will never have enough. How many years to think of the Amen? Those who love money will never be enough. Sometimes we have this. If only I can have this saving pastor 1.5 billion, then I'm going to be good. I can stop working. But here's the thing about sin. He will always ask you for more. Once you reach 1.5 billion, you begin, I can still do more. You would raise it up to 2.5 and then 3.5. The enemy will never quench your thirst. It's only the bread of life that can quench your hunger. It's only the living water that can quench the thirst that you have not money. Because Solomon was the richest king. He was one of those richest kings. But at the end of his life, all he said was, meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. Amen? Amen. If you don't love your money, why hold on to it so tight? That the window with the yellow box appears here, he would have a struggle, should I let you go or not? Before I let you go, I want to say I love you. <laughs> it's all about that wealth. It says here, Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Amen? So don't, don't make your relationships as your God. Money as your God. And also, don't make pleasure as your God. There are some people whose main goal is just to really have fun. Life is a party. I just really have fun, Pastor. You know what their motto in life? YOLO. You only live once. Let me do this, Pastor. Let me have fun. When the fun is out, I will serve the Lord. Sometimes some people will say, I will serve the Lord, Pastor, when I'm a little bit older. But right now, let me just have fun. Let me go to party, do like this. You know what? It will still not satisfy. You may be happy partying, drinking, rolling down the floor, rolling down to your own vomits, mm. spending, headaches. But the moment you get home, 
truth is there still is emptiness inside that never those things can fill you you've been filling up that empty hole with things that you think would be fine but you haven't tried yet to fill it with the love of God which can only have the true pleasure in this world Amen? Amen. There is nothing wrong with having fun So Pastor do you mean if I'm already a Christian it's about house work church house work church is that a boring life so you know what Christianity is never boring I'm not telling you not to have fun of course you can still laugh but sir if I become a Christian I will laugh like this see those laughs you hear those laughs you can still laugh but you will not make that as your ultimate goal I just want to have fun my ultimate goal is Jesus. Amen? Amen. The moment that you're invited for a Bible study, you would also feel that excitement that you would know that Dubai Shopping Festival is already coming, that there's Sailing Trade Center, that there's Playtex, that there's Buy One Take One in Happy Lemon, that there's... You would be so excited! You would be so excited! Who sail? And then you would go, and then Bible study, you would have all the excuse. Sis, let's go to Bible study. Um, I have a headache, sis. Next week, I have toothache. Next week, earache, stomach ache, ache ache, nail ache, foot ache, everything aches. That's why everything hurts. That's why everything hurts. Amen. You know what? Your idols will separate you from the Lord. It says here that I may seize the house of Israel by their heart because they are all estranged from me by their idols. If you're serving two gods, they will always be fighting with each other. Have you tried loving two people at the same time? No. no. Mm, three. <laughs> two pastors, two little. Three. They will always fight with each other. If you love riches, wealth, relationships more than you love God, they will always be fighting with each other. It says here, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, which is the God of man. Amen? So, can you read this? You already know God's will, but still you do not do it. That's idolatry. Because you are making your desires, your pleasure, more than the will of God. Amen? Next also is... Sometimes, you're so proud that it becomes a God over your life. Amen? It says here, The lofty looks of man shall be humbled, and the haughtiness of man shall be bowed down, and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. We see proud people all the time. Have you seen a proud person? People who believe they don't need God or anyone else to run their lives, who rule the world. Have you seen people who are so proud? Um, why will you pray for me? I'm still okay. Why? Is prayer just for the not okay? 
shouldn't you pray because you're okay? Proud people. It says, you know, even Christians have put their trust in God for their eternity are sometimes too proud to allow Him to control their daily lives. It also says here, disobedience to authority is often a matter of pride. It is when you don't want others telling you how to live or run your life. You allow pride to become your God. Somebody will correct you and then your rationale will be, Who are you again? And you are? Did I give you the authority to correct me? So shut up. If you don't want people correcting you, you've allowed pride to become your God. I'm not telling you to be happy when you're corrected because it's so it hurts. But when you are corrected, take it in and change. Because not changing is idolatry. Amen? It says here, about close. Also, some people made their career as their God. Because your career gives you that sense of your being, your identity. Once you lost your job, you lost everything. Pastor, if I'm not good, if I don't have a job anymore, then what am I? Have you seen Kung Panda? Not me, huh? <laughs> there's this show, there's this movie, Kung Panda, that Paul begins to ask his father. If I'm not the ninja, then what am I? If I'm not going to be that great ninja that they're telling me that I am, then what will be my meaning? You know what his father goose told him? The father of the The father goose told him, You're my son. And that's enough. You're my son. More than anything else, you're my son. You may not be a manager anymore. You may not be the CEO anymore. You may not have as much as anymore, but God will tell you this. But you're still my child, and I think that to be more than enough for you. Amen. Job will be one day. You think you're so okay? Have you experienced this? You didn't see it coming. Amen. I'm so okay. I have this job. I love my job. You love your job so much, ah? Huh? Wait. One day you wake up. You're not going. Don't take a bath early anymore. You're not going to answer emails anymore. You're not going to feel busy anymore. And then you begin to be so emo. Then what am I? God still loves you. That's enough. That is more than enough. Amen? So even here it says, some also people are like this. This is their God. And you read? Some people are just naturally angry. Some people are just naturally bitter because they mean themselves to become bitter. When they cannot hate someone, they begin to lose it. There should always be something that they're hating on. I mean, have you experienced these people? That there's too much hate in their lives that they have to always express. Hatred and bitterness. If it becomes an idol in your life, remember this. God will not speak to those prophets. Why? Because they had idols in their hearts. And if you have this idol, see what happens. In Matthew 5, 23-24, Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. God is saying, you may offer me all you have. 
you may give me all your best. You may cry all you want. But as long as you're still hating, I cannot talk to you. I cannot honor it. It would go to waste. That's why God is saying here, go back. You're angry with someone? Go back, reconcile first, and then come back to me. Because it's only at that time that I can hear you. Amen. Amen. Let your love be so big than the hate that you have. The world has so much hate already. Don't add up to it. Amen. Don't allow hatred and bitterness. Because you know what? I haven't seen, I haven't seen a bitter person look good. Have you seen a bitter person? When you look at that person, you would also feel bitter. He would carry the weight of the world upon his shoulders. He would spread hate, but that's not you. Because if God is your God, He is the author of love, all that you have to spread is love. Amen? So He says here, one more thing here. Just before we end. Sometimes your God becomes fear. Fear will paralyze you. Fear will control you. Fear will manipulate you. Sometimes your idolatry is not about fear. Always remember this. You can never be water walkers if you don't step out of the boat. You want to walk on water? Step out of your fear. Amen? You want to do something great? Step out of your fear. Don't die in fearing. The only valid fear is the fear of the Lord. Amen? Because fear will abort what faith can afford. You know Job? Do you know Job? You know what happened to Job? This is what he said. For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. And what I dreaded has happened to me. Always remember this. If you fear something, poof, it will happen. Pastor, I'm so afraid I will lose him. And then you will lose him. Pastor, I'm so afraid that I will lose my love. And then you will lose him. Amen? Fear not. Tell the person next to you, don't fear. Amen? And lastly, which is the very popular one. That's when selfie comes in. You love yourself so much that you appreciate yourself so much in a very excessive way. Especially in this way. In this modern times, sometimes the love, the likes, become the status of yourself. If many people are clicking the like button, I'm so good. But if they don't, I will question myself. I don't feel it. Sometimes your Facebook becomes the status of your life. That's idolatry. And then you begin to, and then you you were telling God because the at the end of the at the end of this life, you'd look here for you, uh, your name was being looked for in the book. It's not there. What happened, Lord? You are too self-idolizing. What are these people like? It's not wrong to feel confident. But to be overconfident and to extend to look at me, look at me, all eyes on me. Attention is on you. Everything you do, you put it in there in the Facebook. Everything. Step out of the door today. Hashtag, good day. 
Waiting at the metro. Hashtag delayed. <laughs> hey, come on. Amen. Little you will know. Many people has already unfollowed you. They did not unfriend you. They just unfollowed. Because they're starting to get into their nerves. Cooking breakfast today. Good breakfast. And then I will wait for the next day. They like it, they like it, they like it. If they don't like it, I will post it in the group chat so they will like it even more. Breakfast is done, I'll cook lunch. Cooking lunch today. Hashtag organic, hashtag healthy living, hashtag this is life. And then I will wait. 30 minutes till no love. Send the group chat. And that just became your routine. You don't have devotional time anymore. You don't have praying time anymore. But you have so much time posting all those things. Come on! I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Devo time! Self. When you spell sin, I is in the center. When the I becomes the center, that's where sin comes in. It's all about me. It's all about what I feel. It's about the entitlement that I have. You became the idol of yourself. The next thing we know, in your house, you have a very big picture of yourself. <laughs> you will begin to put your handkerchief in it. <laughs> put candles and parade yourself all you want. <laughs> Maybe funny, but why I don't tithe? Because I need the money. Why don't I go to church? Because I want to have why don't I listen to my pastors? Because I can handle myself. When it becomes about you, then it's all about I, Dola. Amen? Amen. So how does God answer those people? He says to them, He said to them all, If anyone decides to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Amen? So how does God answer those people who are having idolatry? It's just like this also first. Our, our goal is not to have the most Facebook likes. Amen? You may have all the likes in the Facebook. You're now a vlogger. 1,000 likes, 2,000 likes. But at the end of the day, if you don't have if you're not Christ-like, you cannot tell the Lord, Lord, let me enter heaven. Why? I have 5,000 likes in Facebook. I have 200,000 followers, Lord. Of what? Looking at your breakfast? Amen. So it says here also, I, the Lord, will answer him who comes according to the multitude of his idols. I think I must finish it because I cannot finish this. Let's finish this next month, okay? I'll be here next month. It says here, I, the Lord, will answer him who comes. According to the... Will God answer? Will God answer? 
the prayers of those who are in the resurrection. According to what? According to your idols. Let me tell you this. One of the worst things that could happen is for God to answer your prayer. <coughs> Let it sink in. One of the worst things that could happen is when God answers your prayer. One of the worst things that could happen is when God answers your prayer according to the multitude of your idols. Remember the Israelites? They were in the desert. God was giving them manna to eat. To eat. And they will eat. But then, now, the mixed multitude who were among them yielded to what? Intense craving. So the children of Israel also wept again and said, who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, the garlic. But now our whole being is dried up. There is nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. The Israelites were asking for meat. Lord, we don't want bread anymore, God. We want meat, 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 meat. They were shouting meat. And God was so angry. You really want meat? Give us meat! Calling all the quails, calling all the quails. <laughs> Go. They started to eat the quails until those quails begin to get out of their nose. You really want the quails, huh? Start eating it according to your cravings. Many died. Because God answered them according to the multitude of their idols. Give me money, God. Give me money. And God was saying, no, not yet. Lord, money, 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 money. You really want money? Okay, let me give you money. And then go destroy your life. God is telling you not him. Him, 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 him. Prayer and fasting. Him, 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 him. God is here saying, no, yes, no, yes. Prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting. Him, 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 him. You really want him, huh? Yes, Lord. Give it to me. Give it. Okay, here he is. And then you went into a very abusive relationship. That's what you get. Because God, out of his love, sometimes says no. Amen. But if you're idolizing it too much, that your prayer is just all about that to satisfy my cravings. So. Wait for him to answer. Out of the multitude of your idols. I was thanking the Lord that he did not answer most of my prayers. Because if he did, I wouldn't be as happy as what I am right now. Lord, thank you for the failed relationships. Because I have the best relationship. Thank you, Lord, that it didn't work. Because if it did, I would be very miserable right now. Thank you, Lord, for the rejections and the jobs that I prayed for. Because right now, I cannot. I am not just doing my job. I'm doing this for your glory. I'm in church. 
I'm serving you. I'm serving with, with awesome people who are serving you together. Thank you, Lord, for not letting me go to Australia, even though I cried. Ask Australia, Australia, Australia. And it's, no! Why, Lord? Dubai. <laughs> and at the perfect time. Thank you, Lord, that you did not bring me here when I was not a Christian yet. Because if I was here, I'd be so well one. <laughs> but thank you, Lord, because you brought me here that I already know what really matters. Thank you for not allowing my idols to consume. Amen. Amen. We did not finish it. Be back next time. We will tell you how to deal with your idols. Amen. Amen. Right now, we identified what your idols are. Don't allow it to become the ultimate goal of your heart. Amen. Don't allow yourself, your riches, your wealth, your possessions. Do you want God to listen to you today? Do you want God to talk to you today? God is telling you, first, smash off your idols. Can we all stand?